0: Hello, Valley Point. It is hard to believe that we celebrate Christmas in only five days, but it's here and we should celebrate. We really should because we're talking about the advent of Jesus and that's worth celebrating. Church, I want to let you know a few things. First, you are loved. My heart is filled with gratitude for you. I'm proud of you and thankful, so thankful that this is my faith home. I hope you feel the same way. And I long to be with you. There are many times in Scripture in the New Testament where the Apostle Paul is writing to churches that he loved. But he wasn't with them physically because he traveled quite a bit in order to help other churches. But as he wrote to them, and these are many of the letters in the New Testament, he would often express, I long to be with you or I want to see you. And I feel the same way. And I look forward to when we will gather again, which will happen. Until then, let's do this. Let's pray for one another, love one another, support one another, care for one another, give for one another, sacrifice for one another, be a bright light for one another, and listen to one another. Let's do those things. Okay, church? Because here's the deal. In doing those things for one another, we are being the church. So let's be the church and pray, love, support, and so on and so forth. Let's run the list for one another. Here's the other thing I want to share. You are being bright lights. You are. I see it. This has been our focus all year long in our imperfect ways. Because we are imperfect, right? Yes, but think about this. Even in imperfect ways, we are living out the words of Matthew 5 14 through 15, which says, Will you say it with me? You are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. That's right. Thank you. From my heart to yours. Thank you for making a difference. Thank you for bringing light into difficult places and into a challenging year. Thank you for loving God's word enough to live it. Great job. Great job. Third, I want to invite you to experience Christmas Eve with Valley Point. This is always a highlight of the year where we come together with family and friends and think about the advent of Jesus. I love these evenings. I just love them where we sing, reflect, celebrate, and light candles. It's a fun night. It's a warm night. It's a night we need this year. And while we will not be celebrating the birth of Jesus in person, we are going to make the best of the situation. As you have heard over and over and over again, this year is different. And it is. That's reality. And even when it is difficult, we need to acknowledge that. Here's what I want you to know, though. We are preparing a unique Christmas Eve gathering that you can enjoy and benefit from in the warmth of your home. You can watch on Facebook at 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock p.m. Or you can watch whenever you want on YouTube. Just search for Valley Point Church. You can also watch from our church website. I mentioned last week that you may want to start your Christmas morning by watching with those in your home That's certainly an option. But please, participate and use it to help you celebrate. Okay, let's do this. Let's pray together, and then we are going to look at Luke chapter 1. Father, we step into your presence on this day, and we are thankful for how you are working in and through us. God, I pray that you'd help our minds to be open and our hearts to be awake today to what you want to share with us from Luke chapter 1. Help us to learn now. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here's our big idea for the third week of Illuminate. Here it is. Bring light into your world with a focus on the mighty acts of God. Okay? This is what we want to do. And I believe this is what God wants for us. Bring light into your world with a focus on the mighty acts of God. Here's what I need you to do. Smile. Can you do that? Actually, smile. Because this is incredible. It really is. We can bring light into our world That can actually happen when we focus on the mighty acts of God and his provision, his love, his ability to sustain him, God. When we focus on his mighty acts, well, there's light. And of course, this should make us smile. Now, there are two parts to the big idea. The first part is that we can bring light into our world. That's possible. Illuminate, right? Last week, we looked at the opening words of John's gospel, which gives us a glorious picture of Jesus, who is called the light. John 1.9 states it beautifully. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. It's interesting because Jesus, the true light, invites us to be bright lights and illuminate our surroundings. That's what he wants us to do, which is a marvelous invitation, isn't it? God invites me to bring light. Wow. One author writing about the advent in just a great study shares this about Jesus, the light She says, Jesus, the light of the world, has placed us in a particular time and place in history. Now think about that and personalize this, okay? Jesus, the light of the world, he has placed us in a particular time and place in history in the lives of specific people, within a specific place, to shine brightly for him, holding forth the word of life in a million different little ways. I love this. Jesus, the light of the world, here's what he has done. He has placed us in a particular time and with particular people so that we can be a bright light and hold forth the word of life. What a great privilege we have, right? What a great privilege we have To bring light. That's the first part of the big idea. The second part now helps us to know how. So bring light into your world. That sounds great, but how? Well, with a focus on the mighty acts of God. So bring light into your world with a focus on the mighty acts of God. To think through all of this. I want to ask you to take your Bible or your device and find Luke chapter 1. I will begin reading in verse 46 in just a moment. This is a great passage. So, the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they share the life and the story of Jesus. Of the four writers, Matthew and Luke give descriptions of the birth of Jesus Mark begins his gospel account with the baptism of Jesus. So he's an adult when we meet him. John begins with a very descriptive prologue of Jesus became human and made his home among us. That's what we read in John 1.14 and that's what we talked about last week. But there's no manger scene with angels or shepherds and all of the characters. It's not there. Matthew and Luke give us a description of Jesus as an infant. Luke is the only gospel writer to share with us this extraordinary prayer that Mary, the mother of Jesus, offers in response to the news that she was going to have a baby. But not just any baby. No, her baby would be the Son of God. That's what Gabriel the angel told her. Well, Luke records what is known as Mary's Magnificat or song or hymn. The word Magnificat is a Latin translation of the Greek word praises or magnifies. So this is Mary's way to praise or to magnify God as a result of the big news that she received. And here's what's fascinating to me. In this song, Mary is focusing on the mighty acts of God. And in doing that, she's bringing light. And all of this is recorded for us and for our benefit. Now, just for some context, before we read this, Mary is a young teenager likely when she receives this news about having a baby. She's engaged to Joseph, but they are not married yet. It would make sense to me, and keep that in mind, it would make sense To me, that Mary would include in a song something like this. What? This is not good. Or why me? Why? Or this can't be happening. Or what will the neighbors think? Now, it's possible that those thoughts came to her. But what we find is what Luke records in chapter 1, beginning with verse 46. Here's what it says. And let's stand as we read this. Wherever you are watching from, if you can, please stand to give respect and honor to God's word. Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Here's Mary's song. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. That's Mary's song. And I love how it starts. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. Oh, how my soul, it praises the Lord. This is how Mary begins. Well, Amy Jill Levine, a New Testament and Jewish studies scholar, identified three different aspects of this song in a book she wrote called Light of the World. And I want to share these thoughts with you. So I'm going to borrow her thinking points. Here we go. Number one, Mary praises with her being. And that's what we find here in Luke chapter one. She praises with her being and we see this so clearly. She lifts up and honors God with her whole being. It's not a casual Oh, this is great. Yay, me. I'm so lucky. Yay. (laughs) No. It's more like this. Oh, how my soul. Oh, how my soul. Praises the Lord. And the language in her song is intense and points to Mary as someone who knows that God is looking with favor on her. It's like she senses God is looking at me. She feels it and that carries her through an unusual experience, giving birth to God's son. She praises with her being. Well, here's what else she does. Thinking point number two, Mary proclaims God's name to be holy. There's definitely an intimate connection here. And she states, God, he really is holy. And then thinking point number three, Mary recognizes God's greatness in the past and present. And then she knows in her soul that it will continue. That's why she says, starting in verse 51, his mighty arm, and she's speaking of God here, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remember to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. See, Mary is singing and praying this in a way that makes it sound like it already happened which is interesting, and points to her trust in God's activity, past, present, and future. So Mary, here's what she does. She praises with her whole being. She proclaims God's name to be holy, and she recognizes God's greatness in the past and present and recognizes that God's greatness will continue into the future. Mary provides a template for us with her song. So, what I want to do is take this song and the three thinking points and present eight tips to thrive this Christmas week. Does that sound okay? Eight tips. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, but I'll move through them quickly. So, here we go. I'm going to share one thing for us to do for every day of this week. So, let's break our takeaways into days. Ready? On Sunday, December 20th, that's today. Look out for the oppressed and despised. See, God's mighty acts, as we think about them, should cause us to look out in service to others, not just soak in God's goodness for me. Now, we can do that, but we also should be looking out in service to others. In Mary's song, in this prayer, God is pictured as a champion of the poor and the oppressed and the despised. So let's look out for those in need and act. Let's do something about what we see. And if you're looking for a practical way to do that, our Christmas initiative is pointed in that direction. So generously share. We also have provided information on our website for practical ways that you can do your own December love day. So check that out and then act. Okay, on Monday, December 21st, sing a song. Okay, sing something. Why not? Why not? When is the last time that you sang a song of praise to God? When's the last time? Ready to start? Well... Recite Mary's song as found in Luke chapter 1. Give that a shot. Or sing Psalm 23 or sing Psalm 100. Your life verse from 2020. Sing it. Any scripture that helps you remember God's mighty acts, use it. In doing this, we get the chance to bring light into our world through remembering the mighty acts of God. And we live out one of the essential Christian practices, prayer, which is simply conversing with God. So use scripture. Do more than just read it, okay? Sing it. Lift it up passionately and see what happens. You know, Mary faced some unusual circumstances and she responded with the song. Here's a question for all of us to consider. Anything unusual about our circumstances? Anything different about 2020? We can point, blame, judge, critique, become angry, get sour, get loud over a bunch of stuff we can't control anyway, or we can control what we can control. And what we can control is what we sing. So, offer up a song. That's tomorrow. For Tuesday, December 22nd, tell God that his name is holy. Even in unusual circumstances, God deserves to hear from his followers, so tell him. And then on Wednesday, December 23rd, take time to verbally recognize with your family God's greatness in the past. Think about something that God has done. How has he provided for you? How has he come through for you in the past? And verbally talk about that as a family. And then on Thursday, December the 24th, take time on Christmas Eve to verbally recognize with your family God's greatness in the present. What is God doing for you right now? And just talk about that a little bit. Well, what about Friday, December the 25th? Well, it's Christmas Day. So on this holy day, focus on God's gifts to you. All of the world's problems, including the ones we create, will be waiting for us on December 26th. So just focus on God's gifts to you. Personalize it and give thanks. And then on Saturday, December 26th, Take time on the day after Christmas to verbally recognize with your family God's greatness in the future. See, God will continue to work. Think about that for a moment. God will continue to work. So anticipate that and look forward to what God will do. Finally, on Sunday, December 27th, one week from today, Let's get back together for the final Sunday of 2020 and just respond to the greatness of God. Listen, while things are not perfect here on earth, we still have reason to celebrate. God is with us, even in dark times, the lonely times, and the waiting times. God is with us and we can bring light into the world with a focus on the mighty acts of God. So let's do that. Father, we are thankful for today and for this song of praise that Mary lifted up to you in response to what you were doing in her life. God, she's given a template to us of how to respond to you and to your greatness in the past, in the present, and also to anticipate what you will do in the future. So God, I just pray that you'd work in the hearts of everyone watching and listening. I pray that you would work in the life of our faith community and help us to bring light into our world. Help us to illuminate our surroundings by focusing on the mighty acts of God in the past, in the present, and to anticipate what you will do in the future. Help us to do that now as we anticipate the arrival of Jesus. His birth is coming. The light is growing. So help us to keep responding to you and to your greatness. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.